0: And a few weeks ago, we did a story about how people across the country were rejoicing at the return of Taco Bell's Mexican pizza.
1: Yeah. And I was one of those people because I was, I got nostalgic for it because that used to be my order anytime I'd go to Taco Bell.
0: Yeah. So if you follow us on Instagram, and I hope you do, we decided to go to our local Taco Bell <laughs> And where they had a huge sign outside saying the Mexican pizza is back.
1: Yeah, it took up the whole window.
0: <laughs> it took up a large yeah, it had a lot of real estate. And we went in, and if you've seen our Instagram post, in in a true that's outrageous moment, they didn't have the Mexican pizza.
1: <laughs> the man looked at us like we were great. It was a crazy request to even ask about it. He's like, no. No, he goes, nobody said, Oh no, we don't have that. I was like, yeah. what do you mean you don't have it? There's a f- huge sign on the window. That's that's gone now.
0: Yeah, he said limited time. And not for nothing, he wasn't apologetic at all.
1: No, would you be? I wouldn't either. I'd be like, can beat it. You don't want to <laughs> be in here for anything else, hit the road.
0: All right. So all I want to say is to everyone out there, if you can find the Mexican pizza, please let us know because this week our quest. Continues. We're gonna try again.
1: Yeah, we can try again, and then I'll just skip board and not worry about it because I haven't had it in fifteen years. So what's another fifteen?
0: <laughs>
1: but first, this is that's outrageous, <laughs> and I'm Chrissy, and I'm Ann, and this is the podcast where we talk about Taco Bell's menu, and um other news at large
0: yeah not not in a good way but we okay so this weekend <laughs> not in a good way not in a good way um we're gonna start with a story that both you and my daughter found Ooh, yeah now I got Georgia out on the hunt
1: she's she's a roving detective
0: yeah she's like this seems like it'd be good for your podcast I was like why thank you <laughs> uh so here's the headline elephant kills woman age 70 now that that matters
1: it kind of does it kind of does to me and i'll tell you why after we do the story all right
0: kills the woman in india and returns (laughs) to trample on her corpse at the funeral after lifting her body from pyre as family reformed last rites
1: (laughs) i don't know what first of all i apologize for laughing that's horrific
0: but it's also
1: I mean, I need to know why this elephant had such a vendetta against this woman.
0: Yeah, I don't, yes, I, that's a good question. Well, basically this woman was out collecting water and an escaped elephant came out of nowhere and trampled her. And she later died at the hospital from her injuries. Um, That evening, the elephant returned (laughs)
1: that's just crazy that's like jaws the revenge people always said jaws the revenge that could never happen but it has But an elephant form
0: an elephant yeah in, and her body was you know in india they lay the body out on a funeral pyre yeah well, he saw that or he i don't know i don't know if this is a male elephant or female uh trampled her again threw her around and then went off into the night
1: I'm telling you, it's personal. This was personal. This was not an isolated random attack. I think this was something went down between that woman and that elephant, and only God knows, because the elephant's not talking.
0: It's really, it's crazy. And, <laughs> and then the poor family, once the elephant left, they did continue on with the funeral. <laughs>
1: it's, I, can't, I mean, I'm incredulous.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what, what I, first of all, I didn't know that elephants had such an identification with individuals like that. It came back and was like, there's the body. Now I'm really going to do something.
1: It's like, I'm not through with you yet. And yeah. but, and also elephants aren't, you know, they're, they're fairly docile creatures. I, I,
0: I, yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I they mean,
1: are, they don't, they're not, they usually are not, um, you know, going to attack unless provoked or threatened in some way. They're not, you know, known to be aggressive creatures in that way. Yes.
0: I, I maybe could understand it if there was a baby involved, you know, they're very, they're very family oriented. So I could see if they felt like their offspring was being threatened in some way, but that doesn't seem to be the case here.
1: No, that elephant and that woman, something went down.
0: That's so, But now why do you think the fact that she's 70 has
1: something to do with it? Maybe it's been going on for years. We don't know. Oh, like a long grudge. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's something she did 20 years ago. Maybe it's a slight from 20 years ago that she forgot, but the the elephant never forgets. And the elephant was biding its time. And it said, one day, one day, madam, you'll see, you'll walk eyes again
0: yeah i mean but can you imagine if you're this family you're so traumatized your mother whatever grandmother wife just got killed hours later you're trying to lay her to rest and the the elephant comes back I'm
1: telling you i it's crazy. everybody gave michael kane real shit for doing that jaws movie they said it's outlandish that the shark was not gonna seek vengeance on that family and yet here's a true life story about an animal seeking vengeance it's
0: crazy it's crazy
1: and i'd love to know why i want to know what happened
0: yeah i don't know i have no idea it seemed like it was unprovoked that's all i can say
1: to go back to the funeral is beyond it is did you get to do one more just be like i want to make sure she's dead it was almost that i think that is what it was yeah let me make sure Maybe, may I don't know. I, I mean, you could create an entire backstory. And again, apologies to this woman and her family because, for all we know, she did nothing wrong with minding her own business. But it just doesn't feel that way. No, it seems very tragic. I like I like to imagine a vengeance t- story.
0: Here's I actually have a vengeance story for you, Anne. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this happened uh, upstate New York in Albany, a courthouse was closed for fumigation after hundreds of cockroaches were released during an altercation that broke out at an arraignment.
1: Like someone came in with a, like a knapsack full of cockroaches. Yep, exactly. Wow. Uh, The clash
0: broke out during proceedings in Albany city court for four people for an arrest at the state Capitol. A defendant who started to film the courtroom proceedings was told to stop. In the altercation that followed, hundreds of cockroaches
1: brought to the courthouse in plastic containers were released according to the state court system. Wait, really released by the person who was recording and told to stop recording? No, well, they say they arrested a 34-year-old woman
0: in the audience. She was just in the audience. for charges related to the altercation, including disorderly conduct, obstructing governmental administration, and tampering with physical
1: evidence. So, so basically she was like, I, I'm not going to release them if I don't have to, but I will I will if I have to. I'm prepared. And she did. She released them.
0: And then they had to close court. So basically there, there was some arraignment happening. This woman clearly knew someone involved.
1: Yeah. If it's not going to go... Her way.
0: Premeditated brought hundreds of cockroaches,
1: which I don't even know how she obtained those, but okay.
0: Yeah. Release them with the intent of stopping the proceedings and she succeeded.
1: Well, I guess there's worse things you can do.
0: Yes, there are, but that seems to be, she must have given it some thought, like, what could I do to stop this, but not get, like, arrested for a long time? Right,
1: I mean, she's not doing really harm to anyone, it's just more of um, a disruption.
0: It is, it was a big disruption, it closed the court for the whole day. Can you imagine hundreds of cockroaches are now running around? No. You know how hard it is to get rid of them? Gross. They're probably going to have them for years now. Years.
1: If they weren't there already.
0: Oh, God. Then they just procreate.
1: I would like to know her story, too.
0: All right. And in our last story, a three-year-old boy wandered off from his family's yard and survived two days alone in the Montana wilderness.
1: Oh, my God. That's so scary. My God
0: he was found taking cover in a shed more than two miles away he was very scared of course naturally and the family heard whimpers coming from the structure outside their cabin uh, sorry a different family yeah in a rural area of troy they heard a little boy's voice from the shed out back where they keep a generator so they went to the shed and there he was
1: (sighs) that's terrifying that's a smart kid. I mean, three is very little. That's smart to, to know to get into some sort of shelter.
0: Yeah. Well, what ha- and there was also thunderstorms that pounded the area during those two days. Oh no. Yeah. He said he told police, and I don't know how he could tell this is so young. He told police he went for a long walk, but got tired. He was hungry, thirsty and cold uh, after he was found after a frantic two day search. And search teams had to turn back once due to very poor weather conditions, which consisted of rain, low visibility, and low ceiling.
1: So he just started walking like Forrest Gump style. It was just like, yeah. I'm gonna just start going. Yeah. And go where the wind takes me. And it ended, And he just kept going and going.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And the funny thing is this, <laughs> this is not part of the story, but this is also a story my daughter found. And she thinks that the before picture and the after picture are two different kids she's like i don't
1: think that's the same kid well i mean i'm sure it changes you i disagree i'm like i think it looks like him he's he he, he maybe he's you know how it's like you know you you the war ages a man yeah he, he's been out in the wilderness for two days i mean he's a changed kid he is and he they have
0: a picture of him in the ambulance he's wearing his little pajamas footy pajamas
1: oh poor kid that makes me sad
0: I know. So lucky they found him though. No kidding. Golly. Just going to go for a little walk. His name is Riker. Little Riker went for a walk.
1: Riker. I wonder what his parents had to say to him.
0: No kidding. Georgia thinks Riker went for a walk and some other kid came back.
1: (laughs) A changeling. (laughs) She thinks it was a changeling situation. (laughs) Now that would be a story. And if we can combine that with the Elephant Seeking Vengeance, I think we've got a blockbuster on our hands. <laughs> that's going to be the, the next summer blockbuster. You're on to something, Ann. You're on to something. I, I think so. Throw some cockroaches in there. Oh, All three of those stories combined, forget it. We got one hell of a of an action movie. That's right. All right, Anne.
0: And so in our quest to watch summer movies. Yep. We were going to watch a movie called Summer Lovers.
1: Yes, and we can, Vicky has been ta- talked about this movie a couple of times and we can't find it anywhere. Where do we stream this movie? Looked. It seems like you have to buy it on DVD, which I was
0: not that determined.
1: I may, cuz you know how I feel. Now I'm like back into having physical media because like the movie we watched this week, I know for a fact I saw it on like Paramount Plus or something as an availability. And then I went and it was gone. So it's like, they just take down movies at their will, you know, the streaming services.
0: Yeah. Very willy nilly. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, since we wanted to keep on the summer theme and we couldn't watch summer lovers, uh, you suggested that we watch the 1980 movie, little darlings.
1: Yes. Yeah. And we were going to do, at one point we said one crazy summer but then We were like, I think we did basically one crazy summer i know i had it on a list it was like one of the top 10 things i think yeah um we thought well let's do something a little a little less spoken about but i also had little darlings i think on my list of like favorite summer movies oh really yeah but we didn't talk too much about it it actually it definitely was on a list of one of my lists because i love this movie
0: oh and i had never seen it which Kind of makes sense because I was too young to see a movie that the topic is a, a contest of who can lose their virginity first.
1: And true to form, I have seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Probably much younger than I should have, but I love it. And it's, it stars Tatum O'Neill and Christy McNichol. They're the two main girls that go to summer camp. And, but lo- it's all star cast once again. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I,
0: I, I, of course I knew who Tatum O'Neal and Christy McNichol were. I, it took me, I would say two thirds of the movie to realize that the character of sunshine was being played by Cynthia Nixon. All of a sudden I was like, oh my God, that's Cynthia Nixon.
1: Yeah. Little, little, little baby Cynthia Nixon. Who's so cute in this.
0: Yeah. Her, I think I was thrown off her hair as blonde, but her face is like exactly the same. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. She looks the same. I think she's naturally a blonde and then of course in matt dillon who's so cute i mean my god
0: he looks like a baby too
1: oh matt dillon man oof
0: yeah well i think this was a case where the people playing teenagers were actually teenagers which yeah. did of course add that layer of disturbance to the whole thing and armando sante that was a, there was a curveball i didn't see coming i was like what
1: and you know what? I hadn't seen it in a while. And of course I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna check out. You know, I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised. Every I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was so
0: random. He also was just kind of playing an American. Like I would think you'd make him sort of exotic in some way.
1: No, he was exotic enough. He was the handsome uh gym teacher, or what would you call? I don't even know what he was like, activities. Yeah, director. activities.
0: Yeah. Activities. Yeah. Activities director by day and apparently novelist at night because there's one scene where o'neill banging away at his. he's literally typing
1: so fast i'm like what is he doing i don't know what's fun so so this movie is about you know girls at a summer camp right and so it's the movie starts off christy McNichol. she's this tough girl that you know really because she's always smoking cigarettes which is how in the 70s and 80s was like how you chose somebody was tough to be smoking a cigarette and then even before the credits roll she kicks the guy in the balls and you go well i love this kid
0: and she's also supposed to be a tough girl because she's constantly wearing denim i think that's the other thing the denim yes. is the other tip tip
1: off texas tuxedo denim jacket and jeans
0: yeah even though it's summer she's constantly in denim
1: yeah her and matt dylan have the same haircut and clothing <laughs> they could you know they could double their wardrobe if they live together
0: Yes, that's true. The movie starts off. They're all getting on a camp bus to go off to camp. This takes place in Georgia, actually. It
1: does? It does. Yes. No, I didn't realize where it took place.
0: Yeah. Not it, immediately apparent, but it's no, in Georgia. I thought
1: I assumed for some reason it was like New York, New Jersey. I thought it was like Vermont. It seemed very woodsy. It like, did seem woodsy. Or I thought they yeah. were leaving from like New York and going somewhere upstate or something.
0: Yeah. Apparently they were leaving from Atlanta and going, uh into rural Atlanta, rural rural oh. Georgia.
1: And also that school bus is literally packed. They're like four people deep to a row.
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, yeah. get two buses. There were so many people on those buses.
0: Well in the other okay, so the so the type of girl that's going on this summer camp seems like Christy McNichol is supposed to be like whatever the down and out tough girl, right? Has look seems like she's from a single parent home. The mother's like maybe not the most responsible. That's sort of the picture they paint at the top. A little bit. Yeah. The other girls on the bus, you know, they all seem like, you know, uh, Cynthia Nixon, Sunshine is kind of a hippie type of girl. And then there's the, uh, there's the girl that's being dropped off by her fiance apparently. And they're literally like swallowing each other before they get into the car, into the yeah. bus.
1: Who's an actress with her own headshots hanging up all around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: and a model. And a model.
1: And a model. Yeah.
0: But Tatum O'Neill, they show her leaving from her house. She's clearly a very wealthy, comes from a very wealthy family. It seemed a little odd to me that she'd be going to this camp. Let me just yes. say that.
1: She arrived to the school bus in a Rolls Royce. Yes. A chauffeured Rolls Royce. And that is yes. was indeed my first question. Why is she attending this specific camp? Because yes. you almost are waiting for a line or something for the dad to say, like, I just thought you'd want to hang out with some like normal kids or something like that.
0: Right. Or I miss every deadline and this is the only camp I could get you into.
1: Right. This is it. But nothing. No, we're just no. supposed to believe that she's like cool going to this normal camp with like normal, ki- normal kids. Yeah. So she gets on the bus
0: and she and Christy McNichol immediately come to blows, get into a physical fight,
1: <laughs> literally a fist fight. And once again, true to form in the 70s and 80s, um, the bus driver barely stops. and yeah. It's just like, what's going on back there and yeah. then nothing it's just the fights continue
0: yeah he's like behave and then he keeps going
1: yeah so they are sort of set up as uh foes yeah they're like adversaries you know yeah yeah
0: and the the um this girl cinder the one who uh has the fiance. She, I believe it was her. She is like, let's have a contest. Who's gonna lose their virginity first?
1: She's a little bitch. This one. She's the yep. one that she's always starting shit and picking on people and wants to be the queen bee, and everybody wants to impress her. And you know, so they're all talking about keep in mind, they're 14, by the way. Yes. 15? I think maybe some might be 15, but 14, 15. Yeah, Tatum O'Neill says she's 15. And it's all about like when they've had sex and what it was like and all of the girls are like everyone's doing it darling and christy mcnichol and tatum o'neill are both like oh not us which again makes you go why are you even trying that's the the only interesting thing Is like christy mcnichol's character probably wouldn't fucking care about that girl and would have been like get out of my business it's none of your business but then we wouldn't have had a movie but the point is they were disclosed that they were in fact virgins.
0: Yeah. They're the only two that said that everyone else in the bunk said that they were not virgins, which I don't even know why anyone believed them. I was like, right. that's crazy.
1: Yeah. And then, and then there's, there's like this little girl who's 10 and somehow she gets to stay in their bunk. Cause she just yeah. doesn't want to be with the other 10 year olds. I love that kid.
0: Yeah. And they use her uh, to get into bathrooms, locked bathrooms and all this yeah. silly stuff. But so, okay, so this con and everyone takes
1: sides. Who do you think is going to lose their virginity? They're both going to go for this. Right. Which one? And then they're betting all their like summer money on it. Yes. So
0: (laughs) this was sort of funny. The scene where Christy, so Christy McNichol steals a camp bus. Well, this, this camp is really not under tight supervision. There
1: is no supervision of this camp. She's con they, first of all, yeah, they take a full bus drive away down road. I mean, they're, they've gone a distance. Yeah. Break into a gas station bathroom and steal a condom dispenser, which is good for them.
0: It was all very, uh, responsible messages like, Oh, we have to get condoms. Let's go break into the men's room.
1: Yeah. Which they do successfully, which
0: they do successfully. But at that point, Matt Dillon comes, this is the first time we see Matt Dillon. He comes driving up in a car with a woman thought let me just say at that point i just thought he was some random guy that like lived in the area i did not at all understand that he was supposed to be at the neighboring boys camp he looked like he did not look like he was going to summer camp let's just say that
1: no because he was the same as christy mcnichol they're both like city kids
0: he has the cigarettes rolled up into his sleeve
1: yeah uh,
0: what he's doing at this random gas station is never really. I mean, he's there to go to the bathroom, but why did he have to come all the way to a gas station to go to the bathroom? None of it is ever who's explained.
1: the woman, we don't really know.
0: No idea. But Christy McNichol sees him and is interested in him and starts striking up a conversation with him. She's,
1: she's smitten as
0: anyone would be. This was Matt Dillon's uh second film. The first was called Over the Edge.
1: Oh, over the edge. Is that, it's like about a bunch of like, kind of like troubled teens. It says the the poster,
0: the movie poster for Over the Edge says, watch out for children. Yeah. Uh, Bored teenagers rebel against authority in the community of New Granada after the death of one of their own.
1: Oh yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. um, That was his, that was his first film. So this was his second film. Young Matt Dillon. So cute. Yeah. Yeah. So when he filmed this movie, he was only 16.
1: Yeah. He looks 16.
0: They're they they're very young.
1: Yeah, they are. They are young. And Christy McNichol probably was that age, right? 15, 16.
0: Christy McNichol was a little older. She was 18. Oh, okay. She was the, the old, the old grand dame. She was the old that.
1: lady of the group.
0: Yeah. Tatum O'Neill was 17. So yeah. So Matt Dillon, 16, Tamoniel 17, Chris McNeil, 18.
1: And what's funny too is, so Tatum plays kind of the sheltered girl, but of course I read her memoirs and know that by 17, she, you know, she's, she's lived quite a life. So <laughs> she is, did some good acting in this movie.
0: Yes. And apparently um, they cast her first because she was sort of the more desirable get having already won an Oscar for um, Paper Moon. She was like the film actress and Christy McNichol was like the TV
1: actress. So they, right. she had second, second choice. Cause she was on Family, right? Christy McNichol, that was the show she was on, right? Family. Yes. Yeah. And, and she I, had won
0: Emmys. Yeah. She was like the youngest person to win an Emmy.
1: Yeah. And they did like, that was like around the time too where they did like Battle of the Network Stars. And she also had that brother- What's his name? Peter McNichol. Peter McNichol. Say. Yeah, and I f- and they were kind of like you know in all the teen magazines. Like she was like a pretty hot commodity.
0: Yes, I thought she did a very good job in this movie. She could cry on command.
1: Yeah, the the acting in this movie is really, really good.
0: Yeah, it is pretty good. Um. So anyway, so Christy McNichol sort of says, "All right, I've zeroed in on Matt Damon. This is Matt Damon. Matt Dillon. This is who I'm going to <laughs> lose my virginity to," and then. Tatum O'Neill decides she likes one of the camp counselors played by Armand Asante.
1: Mr. Callahan and she addresses him as Mr. Callahan and I will tell you you know again this movie is from 1980 so (laughs) you don't know what you're gonna get and it seems like when they kind of meet that he is flirtatious with her. Oh yeah he is. You know I mean it's it's you, you do get the feeling like something could happen if she really wanted to, to push it. Well, she,
0: I think she does push it and, and he does rebuff her, but not very firmly.
1: No, like there's a whole part where she is like fakes that she doesn't know how to swim and she gets swimming lessons and it's just the two of them in the pool. And he's like helping her float. And again, I'm like, there's no other counselor or instructor that's like maybe you two shouldn't be alone in the pool together full man Armando Sante with full chest hair
0: yes and she has her arms draped around him it's clear that he's not giving her a swimming lesson she's
1: like he's like cradling her almost <laughs> yeah and she looks like I mean a little girl she's in her bathing suit I mean it's a very visual distinction like he's a full man like there's no ifs ands or buts about it
0: Yeah, and then the rest of the of the campers are preventing people from going down to the pool and they're with their binoculars watching this whole thing yeah
1: i mean the least believable thing about that scene is that his name is supposed to be gary gary yes gary she's like mr callahan and then it becomes oh gary and i'm like gary
0: yeah gary
1: yeah yeah,
0: that's, uh, he. uh they walk a line there, let's just say. They definitely walk a line. Well, he also says to her, if she was 21, there'd be a whole different story, but she's playing 15, so right. Gary.
1: And let's be real, Gary, you, by 21, you mean 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 21, mm, I don't know about that, Gary. Yeah, or just
0: three summers. Three summers from now, we'll all be good. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit um, inappropriate. And of course, like you said, no, there seems to th- this school, this camp seems to have no, there's like one adult that kind of floats in and out every now and then and blows a whistle and that's Barely. Yeah. pretty there's much n- it.
1: There's nothing happening. Cynthia Nixon is constantly dispensing. At one point she made, she goes to Tatum and like, take it. It's niacin. It's good. For, it's good for you. I'm like, why is she giving out niacin? Ginseng that makes you sexy. I'm like, it's yeah. just, you know, christy this- McNeil has full beer. I'm yes. smoking literally cartons of cigarettes indoors,
0: constantly smoking. Yes, yes. and then she actually tries to get Matt Dillon drunk and and hope that he takes advantage of her. That was another whole scene in a graveyard, no less.
1: Right, and also, yeah. Oh, she's always just taking out a canoe, going across again solo out into. You know, pretty far away, I guess, to get to the other side of the land.
0: To the boys' camp. She's to the boys' camp. Rowing over to the boys' camp. And not for nothing. No one at the boys' camp either. Any authority figures like, what are you doing here?
1: Yeah. And also you would think other boys and girls from the camps would go, Oh, that's smart. We should te- we should all be rowing back and forth.
0: Yeah, there's not, and there's a lot of binocular watching. Like she's always watching Matt, D- Matt Dillon with the binoculars. The other campers are watching Tatum O'Neill with Armand Asante. It's like, there's a lot of spying happening. Yeah. Not by anybody in a figure of authority.
1: There's a lot of that in 70s and 80s movies. Also food fights. There's a huge, there's, there's several food fights in this movie. And I feel like that was a big thing. Just like you know, people say quicksand was a big problem in the 80s yeah. and 90s, so was food fights.
0: Food fight. Well, let's say Christy McNichol stole a bus, no repercussions. Huge no. food fight, no reproduction, uh, no, no repercussions. Taking a stealing a canoe and going off in the middle of the night. Also, nothing happened in there. Mm-mm. Girl visiting camp counselor at his bunk at night. In her 90s in her nightgown no repercussions there either no you never even see you see a one woman i mean you don't see anybody who has any control over anything going on
1: no and a matter of fact so you know again so it's like the movie you know it's it's as the story goes along the kind of bitchy girl is really pressuring Tatum O'Neill being like I don't want to lose you better do it because they're full trying to make her have sex with the full man Armando Sante and yes. I mean <laughs> they're like how romantic and then the other team angel you know are it's desperately trying Christy McNichol to get with Randy who's who's Matt Dillon and so obviously we're getting towards the uh denouement as they would say and Tatum O'Neill is like super depressed because she finds out that her mother is leaving the family and going to find herself. And it depresses her to no one. And her father was also, um, on Santa Barbara.
0: Yeah. He was, I looked him up cause he looks so familiar. He was on a lot of soaps and also like a lot of guest stars on TV shows that you would, you know, like law and order. Like he was, yeah.
1: he's got one of those spaces. Yes. Yeah. But I love that guy. Um, and yes. so she's goes to make her big pitch to Armando Sante and shows up at his beautiful, um, living's quarters. I thought I was like, that's pretty nice in there for, for a camp.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, I did look it up. He's 31 at the time.
1: That checks out. Um, yeah. So Gare Garrett looks great. I mean, I was like, I get it. I don't not get it Tatum. I mean, not for nothing.
0: Yeah. Well, and he, let me say, and he's also completely aware of what's going on because not only is Tatum O'Neill throwing herself at him, the other campers are constantly saying to him, you need to talk to her name is Ferris.
1: You need to talk to Ferris. You need to do this. Like, what do you think about Ferris? It's no one's like being discreet. Right. I mean, he's, you know, with the brain in his head is like, I know what you girls are all doing. And he playfully goes along with it. Right.
0: When she shows up at his bunk, I thought he was gonna, When he saw who it was, I thought he was going to be like, you need to go outside. We're not going to have this conversation in here.
1: No, no. Nope.
0: She just plops. Well, first she grabs a bottle of wine and makes herself
1: comfortable. Well, yeah. He's like, oh, you can't. You're underage. <laughs> yeah. So he does at least take the wine back. He does. And then, I, so you really, I mean, I will say, you really don't know how it's going to go because it is 1980. I mean, it could have gone either way.
0: Well, and he, when he was offering her the apple, the forbidden fruit. Oh, forbidden
1: fruit. Hmm.
0: I was like, is he going to do it? Like, I actually thought I was like, he's kind of into this right now.
1: Yeah. Cause he plays it like, cause he isn't, he's such a like smoldering, sexy type of guy like he's kind of playing it like, oh, I'm flattered. Because he does say to her a few times, like, if you were older, you know, I could be in love with you, that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, um,
0: he he's not discouraging her.
1: No. And I mean, they're sitting on the couch together with their arms around each other. So you really are like, is this gonna go down? It might, it might. Yeah, it was making me very uneasy. Yeah. But alas, you know, he's like, This isn't gonna going to happen and kind of lets her down easy and you know says to her you're just a wonderful girl and you know one day you'll you'll be happy that this nothing happened and you'll whatever so she goes back to her dorm room like stars in her eyes dreamy and love with him because he was such a gentleman I suppose (laughs) is that we're we're framing all of this yeah yeah But,
0: but she also at that point lies and tells everyone that she had sex with him
1: Yes. And tells the story about how it was so romantic and the lights were off and, you know, all of the girls are sitting there like just hanging on her every word because you slowly, as the the other girls are talking, you realize that they're all full of shit and they were lying and they're all also virgins. So what was it like? And what asking all these questions? And so you can just slowly see that it was all, all kind of everybody trying to impress this one girl.
0: Cinder. Well, and that was, I didn't, I think that then I was trying to figure out was Cinder a virgin, but I don't think she was.
1: I don't think she was either.
0: So now concurrently, Christy McNichol is seducing Matt Damon. I keep saying Matt Damon. I know. <laughs> Matt Dillon, whose name is Randy. Yeah. So it's Angel. And she, every time she says my name is Angel, she says like, don't let that fool you.
1: But don't let it fool you.
0: Angel tries to seduce him. And so they go to this boat dock and hands him a condom and is like, go get undressed. And so he's like, great. And then she gets cold feet and gets angry with him. And he's like, I'm out of here. I don't understand what your deal is. And she's like, no, no, come back. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm leaving. This is like, you're too back and forth.
1: Yeah, he so he gets kind of like, which, which way is it? Are you in or are you out? And she's like, forget it, leave me alone. And then, you know, the old, okay, now come back. So she's, you know, she plays that scene really well because she's very conflicted. She doesn't want to do it. And she feels no. this pressure that she can't let down these other girls, you know? Although yes. he's a nice enough guy. I mean, he's, just, he's sweet little Randy, you know, but um, he is just some guy she met at summer camp.
0: Yes. I actually think that he acted sort of admirably throughout the whole thing because she is giving him a lot of mixed signals. I think he's like, I don't understand what you want. So he leaves. Yeah. And then she comes back for him, like uh, whatever, however many days later, she's like, all right, uh, this time I'm going to do it. So he's like, okay.
1: Yeah. Are you sure?
0: Yeah. So they have sex and he's like, cool. thinks Everything is fine. And then she's extremely upset and he's not understanding what is happening. And then she does eventually tell him that she's a virgin. And he was like, well, I wish you had told me that. Like you didn't tell me any of that. Yeah. And so she really essentially what she's saying to to him and then later on to Tatum O'Neill is that she regretted that whole thing and she didn't understand really what she was getting herself into.
1: Yeah. Cause a lot of every time, every person she talked to about it was like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And she's like, it was a big deal, you know? Yeah. And it's really sad. Like, you know, it's a sad scene. It's, um, yeah. Cause her, cause so she gets back to the, to the, to the room and they were like, okay, so she did it. Then it's considered a tie. And she came back and said, no, we didn't do it. Sorry, everybody. So no, she, they both were lying. Both girls were lying. They both lied. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But then she's really carrying this burden with her which um I thought was interesting because I read something that this was sort of like a porky's type movie. I'm like it's really not. I'm not like I all. think that it sort of starts out that way of like oh we're going to have this like contest but they did portray it you know very kind of realistically that this girl had all these regrets afterwards and
1: yeah it's like a it's a bittersweet coming of age movie. Really? Yeah. For all of the girls, because, because essentially then Tatum O'Neill is talking to Asante and he's, the best part is he doesn't just immediately lose his job or anything. He's just like, by the way, you're telling everybody that we had a romance and, um, that's not cool. And I'm going to get in trouble. And I thought you were like a nice girl. And now I'm th- probably going to get in trouble over this. Yeah. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I got carried away. Yeah, you're right. You're right yes and he's just I I don't know goes back to his typing I'm not quite sure what what he was doing
0: yeah the furious typing I don't even know what he was typing
1: I don't know his resignation letter probably
0: (laughs) 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 well I I mean unless I missed it I think there was a scene that maybe they cut out or maybe my the version that I saw didn't see it because I read that they went she and Christy McNichol went and told the camp director that they didn't have sex and
1: then he got his job back but I didn't see that scene. They didn't show that scene, but they did show the scene where all of the girls are sitting around together and they all say, "We, she comes clean, Ferris comes clean. And they do kind of, yeah, they, they must've cut some stuff out, but essentially yeah. she came clean to the group of girls and said, I actually didn't do it with him. I'm gonna go to the head of whatever, this, this cam counselor we've never seen before, but whoever yeah. was in charge. <laughs> Yeah. and let them know that it actually isn't true and christian mcnichols like i'll go with you and back you up and the other girls are like you're right that's what we should be you know help him out i'm going to do it too and if the bitchy girl's like you're all being bourgeoisie and whatever she you know being a real asshole. and the girls all kind of stand up for for each other and for themselves and say by the way i'm a virgin and i am going to go say our son asante wasn't being a total creep right just a partial creep not just a little bit yeah yeah
0: yeah and then so christy mcnichol uh pushes randy away she's like you know very having a very hard time he doesn't he's still at this point he doesn't understand what's happening and then cinder the one who started this whole thing just kind of blatantly goes up to him and is like this was all a joke on you like this was a contest and she doesn't care about you, but hey, you want to date me? And he was like, all like, oh, I think his feelings were very hurt that he was sort of the subject of a of a joke, as she she called it a joke. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll date you. But meanwhile, the whole time, he's kind of like looking at Christy McNichol, like, what is happening here?
1: Yeah, I mean, he says to her, he's like, I think I'm in love with you. I mean, he's very taken with her. And she's very conflicted. And they talk, and she says kind of like, I'm sorry. Like this can't really go anywhere. Cause we went, there was no real relationship. We just went straight to the sex part. And like, he's like, can't we try? That was where I was like, I don't know if this part is is too believable, but you know, he's he's wanting to make it work.
0: Well, and also camp is ending in like three days.
1: Yeah. And she's like, it really can't, but like, thank you for being sweet basically.
0: Right. And then the last or the second to last scene is, Angel confides to Ferris that this is what happened and it didn't go down how she thought, and how and and Ferris is very understanding and helpful to her. And so now, when they started the movie, they were enemies and now they're claiming that they're best friends. Yeah. And then they go home, they get off the bus. There's Armand Asante checking people out. Like that's where you see, it. he's like, Oh, I got my job back and your check, get on
1: the bus. She's like wink, wink. See in a couple of years, Gary. Exactly. She actually did kind of do that. Yeah, and he didn't not wink back. I mean, he was like, okay. Yeah, he's like, all
0: right, counting those, counting those days. Let's let's hope Gary is not still a camp counselor that part, but who knows? He was a poet.
1: <laughs> I love, yeah, I love that he just had like wines out. I'm like, who are you entertaining, Gary? He was entertaining someone there. I don't know who. I think he was supposed to be the kind of
0: renaissance man who for some reason was working as summers at a camp
1: for girls first of all do they hire single men at girls camps you're hiring a full like handsome full man to yeah. do like swimming lessons for teenage girls you're asking yeah. I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster and no, yeah exactly no one finds that a little strange i don't know it was 1980 i feel like I, literally anything goes and went. yeah I guess the background checks maybe weren't happening then background checks please it's like do you have a car can you get here on time see ya see ya June 1st can you teach archery there's a whole (laughs) archery scene yeah
0: so I mean I'll say this I it wasn't what I thought it was it wasn't a raunchy teen sex comedy no I thought it was Pretty good. I don't know. It was also, you know, the other thing in 1980, it's a little slow.
1: I mean, I could not disagree with you more. I figured I love this movie, I think it's so sweet. I love everybody in it.
0: I, yes, I listen. I thought Chrissy McNichol and T- Tatum O'Neill were both good. Matt Damon, oh, Damon, why? I know.
1: If only, overall, we know Matt Damon was there. We just don't, he maybe he was an extra the other uh, at the boys' camp.
0: He would have been very young.
1: <laughs> he He played the the counterpart to the little 10-year-old girl. That would
0: have been good, actually. That would have been really good.
1: <laughs> I love that kid. I love that little girl. She, she made me laugh.
0: She was good. And that Dylan was good. I mean, but I, I don't know. I'm going to go,
1: um, I'm going to go Muldeen. I'm going in the middle. I'm not. I'm going all the way, just like Chrissy McNichol did.
0: <laughs> but will you regret it after, Anne?
1: No, I don't regret this.
0: Mm. Not at all. No regrets. No regrets. Maybe if I had seen it when I was more of a teenager, I would have appreciated it more. Although I don't, I doubt it. I don't know.
1: I, I don't know that I have this nostalgia. I did. And I'm trying to think when I did see it, I was probably around, well, yeah, maybe younger, you know, I don't know, but I remember I had nostalgia around it.
0: Um, I will say there was a different actor. Armand Asante was a replacement. Oh. They had initially cast this actor, Perry King.
1: Oh, I know Perry King.
0: Yeah. He had a falling out with the director and the producer right before filming started. So they shot all the scenes without the Gary character while they were searching for a replacement. So half the film was shot before Armand Asante was brought in.
1: I feel like... I'm trying to picture Perry King in that part. No, I think we got to go with Sante.
0: Sante, yeah.
1: That explains why his name was Gary.
0: Yeah, he seemed more like a Gary Perry.
1: Because Gary Perry, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, this was the film debut of Cynthia Nixon.
1: But she was a huge um, theater star, Cynthia Nixon. Yeah. like a, She's always been like a child star
0: yeah well like her and sarah jessica parker i think they probably knew each other from being children in, in in the theater in new york yeah and tatum o'neill and christy mcnichol um got along fairly well like they i guess they weren't great friends but they they and they had also been competitors for the same roles for many movies apparently christy mcnichol wanted the role that tatum o'neill got in the bad news bears Oh, i
1: love the bad news bears
0: i Did just you can actually see both of them doing that role
1: yeah yeah i could see that i could see them kind of being up for because the, they both played kind of like most of the time like kind of tough girls
0: yeah exactly um and both of them started out as very promising young actresses and had their careers derailed um by their own by their own demons apparently well we know tatum o'neill had a lot of drug and alcohol addiction problems mm-hmm. with her father yeah uh, christy mcnichol apparently was
1: bipolar and oh i didn't realize she's bipolar well i mean christy mcnichol i feel like had worked pr- well into i remember she did empty nest she did a lot of television she did move i feel like her career went pretty well up until maybe you know again a woman of a certain age the the roles dry up i, I thought she kind of retired from acting
0: well, empty nest, which was from 1988 was actually her comeback. She had, because her, I guess her bipolar disorder, uh, made her prone to self-destructive tailspins. So, Oh, I didn't know this about her. Yeah. Well, cause she was so popular. Like you were saying, she was in yeah. all those teen magazines and on TV and this movie, and then really like just kind of disappeared.
1: Yeah. Huh. I remember she was in that pirate's pirates of penzance is that what it was or pirates yes. was it
0: pirates of penzance it
1: was pirates of penzance i used yeah. to watch that all the time it was her and christopher atkins oh yeah no, right or no early... or was it rex harrison who was it R- rex reed whatever his name was rex not rex reed <laughs> no that would be a rex movie Reed. <laughs> what's his name rex harrison am i making that up i would pay some solid money to see <laughs> christy McNichol opposite <laughs> rex reed He'd be like, I give little darlings a little eh, farlings or whatever he would do. Oh,
0: sorry. It was the pirate movie, I think.
1: The pirate movie. Now who was it? It was her. She was a lead.
0: No, it's Christopher Atkins.
1: Christopher Atkins.
0: You were right the first time.
1: Well, I got to What the hell is the one? I think it's Pirates of Penzance then. And it's Linda Ronstadt. And, and a Rex of that i'm sure a rex that looks similar to christopher Atkins,
0: angela lance Mer- linda ronstadt was with kevin klein oh rex smith is one of it he's not the pirate but yes, rex smith rex smith
1: i knew it yeah yeah i used to watch that too i watched the two those two pirate musicals
0: <laughs> he was also in as the world turns
1: yeah uh yeah so back to
0: little darlings i i
1: um you mean you don't want to talk about Talk about two pirate movies <laughs> from the early nineteen eighties that have anymore. nothing to do with
0: Little Darlings. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Call me crazy.
0: <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. I'm at. I'm
1: at all the way. Of course, Anne.
0: <laughs> uh, but you know, listen. and not a bad. A, a, again, a good criteria. Only about an hour and a half long. Yep. Summer camp kind of movie. Yeah teen idols from yesteryear
1: yes I mean they were huge stars at that time and to me still huge stars like I would be first of all if I saw Tatum when I walked down the street I would be beside myself with excitement beside myself I you don't have to convince me of that I believe it 100% and even Christine McNichol I might get a little excited about not as excited as Tatum but excited Christy McMichael, I don't know if I
0: would recognize. I mean, her picture looks like herself, but I don't know. You think you'd recognize her?
1: Probably. I feel
0: like her face is probably the same. Yeah. Well, and Matt Dillon, I would. Uh, I I would like to see Matt Dillon or Matt Damon.
1: I would love to see Matt Dillon, Damon. Mm -hmm. Maybe. You know what, Matt Damon, I might go. Oh, there's Matt Damon over there. Matt Dillon, I'd be like, fucking Matt Dillon's over there, and be cool. We're gonna walk (laughs) slowly.
0: Oh, like wait. Who did we see the other day, Anne? I
1: don't know who did we see.
0: We saw what's her name, Sandra. What's her name? Bernhard. What's her name?
1: Oh yeah, Sandra Bernhard. We saw. Yeah. Having cutting lunch. Yeah. I I really I I love her too. She's great. We played that cool. We did play it cool, but I mean, I would never interrupt somebody eat like eating. I don't think.
0: I think she wanted us to. I feel like she was looking at us like.
1: Mm, I don't know. I don't know if she would like that. I can't think of any celebrity really that I would interrupt like that. No, none. Yes, I don't you think so. I don't you think would. so. John Hamm. John Hamm. And never. Are you kidding me? But no, I wouldn't. Who would you? Every so. Cel- well, you went up to what's his, Lawrence Fishburne, and the I was standing next to him, and I still didn't say anything to him. I had to say something. Well, he
0: would. That's let me just say this. That was a little different. He was in our office. It wasn't yes. like I was just walking down the street and I grabbed him or anything. I didn't true. grab him anyway, but true. He was he was getting, the, he was looking for the coffee mate. I only wish I was kidding. He was literally looking for the <laughs> coffee mate.
1: I know. And I would just played it cool and walked out.
0: And I was like, uh, are you Lawrence
1: Fishburne? And he said, I am. Or didn't he say I last time I checked or something like that? Like he just tried to be funny. Yeah, he was he was he was very
0: and then chatty he was very chatty
1: but you just never know you don't know if someone's to be chatty or if they want to be left alone
0: no I know but I mean if you're Lawrence Fishburne and you're in a office sad pantry looking for coffee mate I think you're inviting a discussion
1: you're probably right I don't know my intent my my initial reaction is to always play it cool
0: yeah well and I, i'll say to my own uh benefit after he left there was another woman in the pantry with us and she said she said to me i'm so glad you said something to him i thought that was him
1: because i was 99 percent sure it was him but i was like maybe it's just a man who looks very very much like him
0: exactly he looks exactly like him because it was him all right and well i will say i'm glad that i finally did get to watch this movie i think this was a great choice yeah and we'll see what we do next
1: week. Yeah. And if there are any other summer movies, or if anybody knows how we can watch summer lovers without having to buy the
0: DVD, DVD,
1: which I'm not totally against, I would, but let us know. I mean, I'm sure there's other things out there that we haven't considered. It's true. I'm sure there's many. I'm sure there's something where it's like, duh. When we get the recommendation, we'll go, why didn't we think of that?
0: All right, Ann. Well, hopefully, we'll have that epiphany in the next seven days.
1: Correct. Six, really. Six. Yeah. Well, until then.
0: Until then, Ann. Happy summer. Go out and. Well, don't go out and lose your virginity if that's if that's.
1: what oh, Or do I? Actually, I take no. If someone, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you're at least age thirty and up, and then I would say, please lose your virginity. <laughs> we'll help you. We'll help you. <laughs> I'm not saying I will take the virginity. It hasn't come to that. I'm saying I will. Maybe we can do, you know, fix somebody up. You're gonna pull an Asante in. Wow! Look, if any, (laughs) yeah, I'm gonna pull an Asante. Why not? Look, I think we should quit while we're ahead.